The crack is back, ladies and gentlemen. What a weekend it was. Big win for Carl Moore over on the Bellator card. Richie Smullen came up short against an undefeated opponent. Two very tough fights. Thought Carl looked great. Potent left hand. Gets a decision win. Richie, unfortunately, against Shizroyev was just smothered. You know, this guy is a, a savage wrestler. It was a very tough matchup from the... You know, as soon as it was booked, I knew it was going to be a, a difficult fight for Richie. But obviously, he wants to be fighting the cream of the crop there. Interestingly, of course... Uh, Sergio Pettis gets a decision win over Patricio Pitbull. I thought he looked brilliant as well in that card. Vadim Nemkov then with the decision win over Yal Romero. A lot of people upset with the fact that the Irish fights took place on the post limbs. It was very late when things got going here. Fair play to Bellator for sorting that out. I saw a lot of complaints online, but we still got to see the fights. They uh, made a dedicated YouTube link for Irish people to watch, so I really appreciated that. And then on to the UFC, a mixed night for UK MMA. Modestus Bukowskis, by the skin of his teeth, got a win over Zach Puga. I thought a lot of people thought it was dodgy. I saw a lot of people complain about the officials during this event. So I think a lot of people had it for him. But Modestus is due a bit of luck, I feel, after the terrible injury he had to overcome, getting back to the UFC, everything like that. So, you know, these things happen. Obviously, then we had Christian Leroy Duncan in a second UFC fight, third fight from the top against Armin Petrosian, like from a family of kickboxing legend. I thought that was poor matchmaking, if I'm being honest. And Christian looked really good early on. It was just always going to be in the later stages, fighting the way he fights, such big, high-intensity strikes all the time. I, I felt like Armin took control of the belt and uh, saw it out pretty convincingly in the end, but Christian Leroy Duncan is a talent and talent needs to be nurtured and I don't think they did a good job of that. Speaking of SBG guys, we were talking about Carl Moore and Richie Smullen. Big news for Kiefer Crosby, BDK, one of the most popular guys right now at Dublin, North Dublin's finest of course. He had a big announcement last week that he'd be fighting Aaron Chalmers at the Tree Arena. Kiefer, as some of you well may know, has come off that mad win over UFC legend Alex Cowboy Oliveira. He beat him up bad when they fought in Portugal a few months back huge win like everybody's saying like if, if if that isn't the one that gets him to the UFC I don't know what will and now this boxing belt with Chalmers has been announced for the three arena on July 15th the interesting thing is there is people that left the MMA world and went into this kind of influencer boxing world and have made a fortune Anthony Pretty Boy Taylor being one of them you know making more money than they ever had in, in MMA and now Kiefer's entering this world and I know he's going to sell a lot of tickets here for this Chalmers fight I'd back him to win of course then it's going to be another one will come. Like, there's already talk. You'll hear the interview now. There's already interest with, with Pretty Boy Taylor, who has apparently turned Kiefer down, according to what Kiefer's saying. So it's going to be an interesting dilemma for him. He obviously wants the UFC. He said this since day one. I think they will be interested in him, especially with, like, this gaggle of Irish MMA stars ready to go to the UFC now. Kiefer among them. If they come back to Ireland, like, you know, a lot of these people will be shoe-ins, you'd imagine. But now this comes along. I hear the money is really good. And there's going to be options on the table for him after this. So, you know, a father of three kids, a guy who's been there, done it all really so far. Like, does he want to keep on waiting for this call? There's talk of contender series. There's all this stuff. Anyway, let's get over to the interview with Kiefer Crosby. A pleasure to have him on. His first time on the crack. Really interested to see how this plays out. Honestly, I, like, this is going to be a very interesting year or so for Kiefer, I feel. Because after this, I, I'm sure this boxing promotion is going to want him again. Because he will sell. It's such an interesting situation. I got to pick his brain and all of that. Great to have him on for his debut. Let's go over to Kiefer. It's another debut on The Crack this week. I am joined by one of UFC, one of Ireland's UFC hopefuls and a man who will now 
be fighting at the Three Arena on July 15th against Aaron Chalmers in a boxing bout. It is none other than BDK, <laughs> Kiefer Crosby. What's the crack, Kiefer? You up, up North up. Dublin? <laughs> you up the North side. Come on, Pete. Yeah. Representing Blanche. <laughs> That's it. That's it. How are you getting on, man? A lot going on here with you at the moment. You're juggling many, or spinning many plates, should I say. Yeah, well, I'm a prize fighter, Pete. You know what I mean? So my job is to fight and make money. So this is what I do best, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> but first of all, before we get in, how was Father's Day? Of course, you're a father of two. Um, three. Oh, sorry, three. Jesus yeah. Christ, my bad. Two we need boys to catch and up, a man. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. Oh, three I know of. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's watching, <laughs> I'm only messing now. Uh, yeah, three kids, three beautiful kids, Pete. Yeah. And uh, how did you celebrate? Did you get the day off from your usual daddy duty? He's like, I feel like I'm not trying to be sexist here, right? But I feel like women get a big day off. They all go to the pub and get shit faced. And every time I walk out on Father's Day, there's a load of lads with about eight kids attached to them. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, I feel like yeah. this is, this no is equal standards. Day, man. We had three kids hanging out. It was, it was their day. Do you know what I mean? I went to the, I went to the aquarium out in Bray and then brought them to McDonald's, brought them for ice cream. I can't eat any of this. I'm eating clean. So I was basically looking at them eating nice food all day, looking at them eating ice cream. I'm eating fucking fruit and drinking water and <laughs> just uh, did a nice bath. I didn't, yeah. it was a stressful enough day, Pete, to be honest. You're not <laughs> selling this to me. Day, but look, it is, I, only, no, I had a good day. Yeah, It was, it was my rest day yesterday, so I uh, just brought them out and uh, had a little day off, yeah. Before we get into uh, the Chalmers fight and uh, the hopes for you to get to the UFC on the back of that brilliant win over Cowboy Oliveira, I got to tell you a story. Um, yeah. my, my, we, we saw each other at the, the Katie Taylor fight. We were talking to each other at one point there. Um, yeah. My good friend, Ariel Hawani, was in the country uh, for that fight. And uh, the first thing he says to me when he <laughs> when I see him in Dublin, I met him outside his hotel was, he goes, I got a taxi this morning. And the guy who gave me a lift is Kiefer Crosby's next door neighbor. He knows <laughs> Thomas Cardi. He told me, no Cardi, no party. And I was like, what the fuck is going no on way, here? Yeah. Do you know who he's talking about? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, fuck. Oh, that's mad, Rick, because I got confused. So he came up to me and I said, uh, he said, he actually, because he said an English person. And I said, oh, I must have been Gareth Day Davis. That's what I said. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, he knows you really well. He was talking about you and all, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I must be Gareth Day Davis. You know what I mean? In my head. And that was it to end the conversation. Now, yeah, it was Ariel. That's mad, yeah. It's hilarious, <laughs> man. Like small world, isn't it, Pete? You know, he came. Ariel came up to me and fucking came over, shook me hand straight away, and it's good to know that he knew who I was and all. Then he texted me that night on Instagram, and kind of we introduced each other uh, ourselves to each other. You know what I mean? So he's a fucking uh, he's a gent. I've been a fan of Ariel a long time. I think he's he's a great. He's probably the best in the business, in my oh, opinion. Absolutely. You know what I mean, he's brilliant, and uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. So uh, it was nice to have that. You know what I mean? A bit of respect both ends and you know we've been texting back and forth on Instagram and when the time is right I'm sure I'll get a little interview with him as well so oh 100% 100% and and like you know I've seen you at a lot lot of boxing events like even when I'm watching the fights I'll see you up north at events like that so I mean I know you're a fan of all combat sports you're you're a student of the game you always have been but is this something that you've always had in the back of your head Keith because obviously you came from kickboxing before you were in you came to MMA you were well decorated in kickboxing was this something you've always kind of had in the back of your head if the right thing popped up I'd love to have a go in the in the squared circle yeah well I've always wanted to turn pro in boxing at the right time um, but obviously when you do MMA you become so fascinated with MMA and 
it's such a difficult sport that you have to dedicate your life to it. You know what I mean? You can't mm-hmm. be half in, half out. Like, and I'm a very full in type person. You know what I mean? So if I have an MMA fight, like obviously I box almost every day as well. But like you're also doing everything else to get better at MMA. You know what I mean? And um, I always thought at the right time I'll definitely turn pro and box and I'll have a boxing fight. But then obviously when my head is in the UFC, like my goal is the UFC, it's very hard to have two lanes going on. So I just wanted to be fully focused on this. But this just popped up obviously a few, couple of months ago. They said it to me. I actually declined. I was like, um, to be honest, now I'm going to focus on Cowboy after that UFC, blah, blah, blah. I'm sitting here on the couch waiting on the call. My phone's not ringing. So it's like, what am I supposed to do here? Do you know what I mean? Am I supposed to just keep waiting? Am I supposed to... What am I supposed to do? You know, what more can I do to get into this UFC? Do you know what I mean? I've fucking done everything I can. I'm the biggest name in Ireland outside of the UFC in MMA, on the MMA scene. I, you know, pulled the most amount of fans. My fighting style is favourable. I'm at the beating a vet. That's a legend. And then he goes and knocks someone out, in the, you know, in the first round. He, he's coming off a great win now as well. It's like, what, I'm, what honestly what am I supposed to do? So I was sitting there weighing it all up and then they were kind of asking me again to fight a lot. And then I thought, you know, what else am I fucking doing? I'm training anyway. You know, I've had harder spars in me gym saying I'm this lad. Do you know what I mean? Let's be real here. Like, I, I train with high-level people every day. High-level boxers, high-level MMA fighters. I've took enough smacks in my life without getting paid for it. Why not, why not jump into the tree arena down the road with me gaff, make a few quid and box the head off this bloke and then just move on with me life? It's it's going to be like a training day. It's gonna, I'm just going to go in here. It's five rounds. Go in here and move around knock them out, and then back to the gym on Monday and throws on to the UFC, hopefully. You know what I mean? So that's my plan. It, it actually is a great idea from them because, like, you know, ever since I've been watching you in the three arena, right back to the Obama days, the, the crowd you bring, which is unbelievable. Uh, the North yeah. Inner City always come out in force for you. Um, yeah. But I guess, like, I... I, I I didn't think about that initially when when I saw the post, but it is like it's it's nearly like a dilemma moment for you, right? Because you want to be available for the UFC. You've got a lot of people now behind you saying this is this is the this is the right time. He's just be Oliveira. Um so is that what you're weighing up as you see this? You're like, this is like I hear that these belts people are getting paid very, very well. And I, I assume if you're going in the card and they know you're selling <laughs> tickets, like they are paying you very well. So I mean it. Is this something that you kind of have to say, I'd be a fool to turn this down? I know, look, yeah. it's not going to deflect anything from the UFC. It's a completely different sport anyway. Is that the way you're kind of thinking about it? Yeah. Did you ever see The Godfather? Yes. They made me an offer. <laughs> I can't refuse. <laughs> it's kind of one of them buzzes, uh, BT, do you know what I mean? Nice. Um, it was, that, that's literally what it is, to be honest. Yeah, like money talks and I'm a prize for it at the end of the day. Again, me going to the gym every day costs me money. It doesn't make me money. Me sitting in the gaff waiting on a phone call. There's no source of income coming off that. It's costing me money. And I have three kids. I have a house. I have a fucking life. I mean, what am I supposed to do here? I'm not making no money sitting around. My job is to fight. And if I haven't got a fight scheduled, I'm not making no money. So I, I'm, not, I'm not the type of person that, that I, can't, I can't function right unless I have a fight coming up. I need something coming up. Whether it's a fucking jiu-jitsu tournament or a fight or something, I need something in the pipeline. And this this got me excited. It was like it's an opportunity to find the tree arena again. It's an opportunity to show people my boxing skills. It's an opportunity to obviously get a bit of publicity off it and you know what I mean and beat this lad and just make a few quid and just move on. You know, I've been you know, I've been in mad fights in my life, you know what I mean? I've been in so many hard scraps. It's boxing, it's big gloves, it's different. You know what I mean? It's not as gonna be as intense as an Oliveira fight. 
where it's four ounce gloves and elbows and knees and kicks and you know it's mayhem it's five minutes of mayhem it's going to be very different and uh, i'm just enjo i'm enjoying the training and i'm i'm looking forward to just going out and doing my thing and showing people my level of uh in this different sport you know what i'm saying yeah so it should be fun I was inundated that night. I know I talked to you privately about this. Uh, the night you were fighting Oliveira, I so many messages coming in from every different angle. People trying to get these links. And what happened was hilarious because I didn't want to be fucking annoying you. So I was talking to Lee and Kane who were there. So mm -hmm. Lee is going, we're, we're going to stream it on my page. And then Kane sets up this private, this personal trainer page. I think he had it going a bit. And he was like, if you want to watch the fight, you have to go over to my personal yeah. trainer page. What a marketing genius the man is. Like, I have to give him yeah, credit. Marketing genius is really <laughs> But we went, we go on. And I mean, there must have been 5,000 people watching this guy's stream on this brand new account. And it's a wild, it's a wild fight. Mm. Absolute chaos. And, you know, you ended up bludgeoning the guy uh, yeah. in the first round, this UFC veteran. And there was a lot of people, Kiefer, going into that fight saying, this is this is too much of a litmus test. This has got this guy's trying to get back into the UFC. He's going to use Kiefer as a stepping stone to get back into the UFC. And it was this wild affair. And you absolutely broke the man in, in, in one yeah. round. And he didn't want to be in there with you. And you fought so ferociously. But that just seemed like a mad scene over there. Like, how crazy was that? All you boys landed in from SBG over there. Like, you're the main event. But a guy like you who commands such a big crowd, no stream available until we put it on IG. I'd say yeah. there was a lot going on there for you that day. Yeah, it was very frustrating, PT, to be honest. Like, they, they, the crowd, they were mad. You know what I mean? I, I only really copped it when I got there that I was brought in as the fucking stepping stone. I was brought in to lose, you know what I mean? And uh, like they were all speaking Portuguese. They were all leaving me of the conversation. They weren't telling me the schedule. Jesus. You know, it was it was one of them ones where I got there and I was like, oh, okay. Normally, I'm looked after because it's like I'm such a big draw when I was in Bellator, I was on Batman. They, they were all nearly like excited to see me, and they were nearly bringing me in to be just like, you just show up, yeah, and just be there on the night, yeah. kind of thing. And they were all all over cowboy. And even when we got to the weigh-ins, they didn't even tell me the fucking time of the weigh-ins. Nothing. They, they told us nothing, man, and we had to like make our own way there. When we got to the weigh-ins, if you see the video on my Instagram, there was about 100 Brazilian people there. And it was just me and my five, six boys. And, you know, they were all screaming, ooh, vamo, hey, and they were all bleeding, going mad, yeah. And I was like, they, these really brought me here to lose. And then it just kicked in that day. I was like, this is great for me because it's like, I, I'm normally the person that, like, everyone's just expecting me to just go out and win. Everyone's there for me. Everyone's supporting me. It was the flip. I've never had a flip before. I've never had the whole crowd against me before. Like, where it's all against me, do you know what I mean? And uh, it just suited me better. I felt better. I felt like this is... I'm more comfortable in this than bleeding. Going to the tree arena where, like, there's literally 10,000 people like, just expecting me to smoke someone, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like, I enjoyed, I embraced that, like, underdog feeling. And I thought, like, this is it now, do you know what I mean? I put this man away. I will get to the UFC. That, that was my mindset. Like, so there was no way he was going to beat me, do you know what I mean? And I kept saying that to myself in the locker room. I was like, there's just no way he's beating me tonight. He can hit me whatever he wants to hit me with. I know I'm going to break him. Do you know what I mean? Whether I catch him the perfect shot or whether he just dies in there of just like cardio. And I knew, like, I knew he was going to come out steaming because we were talking beforehand a few times. Like, we bumped into each other a few times and uh, I said it to him, I was like, mate, this is going to be a fucking war tomorrow. Yeah, I'm ready for this. I hope you are. And he wasn't backing down. He was game ball. Do you know what I mean? As, as Oliveira is and has Absolutely. been his whole career, he's a beast. And I said to him, like, I'm not here to fucking lose, mate. And he was like, yeah, well, let's do it. You know what I mean? Let's go. And I was like, great, let's go. It's going to be a scrap. So I knew what to expect. I knew it was going to be a tough, 
task, but I trained for a tough task, you know what I mean? And I passed that task with flying colours, but it's disappointing the way, you know, you don't get a call for the UFC, you know, you think these things in your head, you anticipate, you know what I mean, beat someone like him, first round, blow up, call for it, did all that. Do you know what I mean? You're sitting around now fucking, there's no, there's no criteria, there's no, like, here, just do this and you get this. There's none of that. You're just going to have to hope and... Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of frustrating in a way. Do you know what I mean? I had the contender series is there as well. I know I'm on the list. I know I know my name. That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I haven't heard that. And so what am I supposed to do here? Just wait. Look, do you know what I mean? Do you think? Right, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Kiefer. When when all of you guys signed for Bellator back in the day, that was my worry was, and I don't know if this is what's happening here. I really don't. But my worry was like I saw you guys as these are Ireland's next UFC fighters, yeah. and I, I I just I I. I figured that if they go to Bellator, it's it's they won't have as good of a chance to to get to the UFC because of the rivalry between promotions. And and historically, only like a select number will go from Bellator to the UFC. Is there do you think that plays a part in this for some of you guys? Like some of you guys, particularly in SBG, who kind of came synonymous with Bellator, like they you use you guys to sell that arena out so many times, right? All over the all over the posters, you're all over the Lewis, you're everywhere when these guys are fighting. Do you think that factors into these things at all? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like I mean, even look when I fought in Bellator, you're seeing it yourself, man. The sold, I was the highest yeah. ticket seller on the events, sold out, and it was great, and it was brilliant, and it was a privilege to do that and having everyone there, and it was. It was great, you know what I mean? Um, but you have to bear in mind, before I signed with Bellator PT, I was on the doll, you know what I mean? I was broke and I was in a place, I was in a rut in my head, I was depressed down my head, I had no money, you know, I have a, a daughter and I'm like, there's no there's no structure here and I'm only, I'm, I was four now coming off that just planned fighting. I world didn't even fight. make world I didn't, fight. another world fight, but another <laughs> world fight that I took a lot of damage in and made no money from, you know what I mean? Right. And you have to weigh all of your options, you know, you're waking up on a Sunday morning with, like 20 stitches in your head, hands in bits, head is in bits, and you're getting, what, a thousand euros, two thousand euros. It's like, what, how is this change? You know what I mean? It's not going to change my life. So I need a plan. And then uh, my goal, obviously, was the UFC. I was like, oh, surely a fight like the Josh Plant fight would put me in a position, you know. But then I'm getting told, oh, you need to be about 15 and old to get into the UFC these days, and you need this, and you need that, and you need about this in the fights. And But then Bellator came knocking. And they offered really good money, and it was like going from like a thousand euros to fucking way more money than I ever thought I'd make for years. If my 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 whole mindset changed from my goal in life is to get to the UFC, but before that is take care of my family. So what's more, what's actually more important is like my personal selfish goal is yeah to get into the UFC, of course. But my number one priority in life as a man is to look after my family. So like. And and by, by looking after your family, you need to make sure that you have your finances and all. You need to make sure you have an income coming in. You meet you need to pay those bills. You know what I mean? You need to pay you need to put food on the table. This shit's not free. So I looked at it like that and I thought, well, make this money, have a few fights in Bellator, maybe then get to the UFC. But then obviously I kept winning. New contract got put in front of me, and it was another contract I was looking at going, holy shit, like this is way more. I could buy a house with this nearly, do you know what I mean? And it's like, what do I do here? Like Obviously, my head was like, I still want to be in the UFC. Somehow I'll get there, you know, if I just keep winning and blah, blah, blah. Then you go and you lose a fucking fight in Bellator and it's like, you just, you know what I mean? You hit rock bottom in your head. Like, right, climb back up now. You know what I mean? Come back now. And then they were offering, man, it's funny because they were offering me bums, yeah? They were offering me all these ticks. Like, oh, fight this guy, some nobody. And I was like, no, look, listen, I know I lost against Charlie Leary, but that wasn't a loss. 
that was the doctor that made a, a bad error there. I could have come into that second round because I'm that type of fighter. You know what I mean? I'm that Rocky Balboa fighter. That I'll come out in that second and I'll win it. No matter how much damage I have, like. Do you know what I mean? Both of us are fucked here, but I know I can take it more. You know what I mean? That's my mindset. Like, that was my mindset getting off the stool. I wasn't and you were stood up ready to go. I remember Man, the I end was of the stood round, up. Yeah. He wasn't, I was, it wasn't even a bad cut. It wasn't, it was a, it just looked worse than it was. It, wasn't it was just chaos. It was because it was of the chaos. chaos. But the yeah, doctor, yeah. it was during COVID. The, 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 mad, the story behind that is mad, yeah? It was during COVID, right? No crowd, no nothing. No doctors really available. They had this lad that's never, ever been at an MMA fight in his life. Hired him. He's never done an MMA event before. My doctor rang me to tell me this, yeah? Because my doctor knew of the, the, the officials. This bloke had no experience with fighting. Seen a cut and waved it off. And I was like, you didn't even examine the cut. You know what I mean? It's not... I've had way worse cuts than this. It wasn't even a fucking bad cut. There was no blood coming out of me. I didn't even know it was cut. That's how much it was like a shock to me. So it was wow. disappointing. So I can't even take that as a loss. You know what I mean? So, like that, that to me should just be ruled a no contest or something because I was ready to fight. But then you move on to Georgie and you, I cut all that weight and I made a technical error. In fairness, he beat me. So I've only ever been beaten once in an MMA fight, in my opinion. But, and he's a quality... Like the thing that annoyed me about it was, as you were saying, like... Uh, through no fault of your own, like this is nothing to do with you, Kiefer. They were matching you with guys, you know, that not a lot of people had heard of. And then it was, you know, straight into the fire. And I was like, that's not how anyone no, is. No, but you know, yeah, and now you have to understand I asked for this. I asked specifically for George. Okay, okay. So, so when they came to me, I was making my lightweight debut. They were offering me a guy, some bloke who was like, say, four and two, and you wouldn't even know him. And, and then they were offering me another lad who was like seven and five, didn't. And now you roll back. I'm not fighting any of these people. I want another veteran. I want someone who everyone knows and someone who's going to bring a hard fight. And then they were like, oh, well, who? And I, I actually sent on a list of people, all good fighters. I asked for the Charlie Leary rematch. I begged for that. They said no. I asked for I can't even remember who I was. I was asking for really good fighters, like high-level fighters. And then Georgie, they texted them. And then Georgie got back straight away. I was like, yeah, cool. And then they said, Georgie's in. And I said, perfect. That This is what I want. They text me back saying, we think this is crazy. You should take an easier blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, 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 no. I'm telling you, man, I want the hard fights. So I kind of shot myself in the foot a little bit with that one. Do you know what I mean? I could, I could have took a few booms and, and cruised on to a few more paychecks, but fuck it. Look, everything I don't think, for a reason. I, I don't think so. I think you've done the right thing because now you're coming off the biggest win of your career. Like, this is a fucking And again, another, another, win. another one, like, Oliveira, so many people, Pete, and I don't, I'm not on Twitter, and I don't reach it. People send me shit. My mates would be like, oh, did you see this? People were writing me off mad for that fight. Like, they were like, he was stupid taking this fight. He should just win a few more handy ones and then try to get in that way. I was like, man, I'm telling you, it's more valuable if I beat this lad. And I know I can beat these people. It's not like I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I'm in my depth. I can beat any of these people. There's not, in the UFC, I don't look at these people like, um, I'd never be able to hang with him. I'd smoke loads of them. I'm looking at them all like every, every event going, I'd smoke these people. I know I'm better than them. But... Yeah. It's easy me saying that sitting here, but you know, giving me the opportunity to do that. And again, that's what makes fights interesting, right? People are gonna look and go, oh, I don't think Keeper's gonna win it, but then they tune in and I do, and it makes it more exciting. So I understand that as well. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, Oliveira had fucking what twenty-two fights in the OC. Crazy. Crazy. Do you know what I mean? And he fought the Hills who he fought loads of really ho- and beat really good people. Do you know what I mean? So of course people are gonna write me off. You know what I mean? So but that's that's the fight game for you. That's that's the fun of it, I suppose. That's what we love it, you know what I mean? But look, I think I think you're in a good situation because Chalmers, it's a different audience, right? It might not plug straight into the MMA audience, but this is all about growing your brand at the end of the day. And I think that's what this is going to do. I think 
everybody will favor you a lot. Um, and look, I do think it's it's a rising tide situation in Irish MMA where you've got a whole group of you guys now that seem ready to go. Like everybody's yeah. talking about this gag love about six fighters that were all like, these guys are ready to go. One of them, of course, is your great friend, Lee Hammond, who's in tough at the moment. Everything helps when it's collective like this. Say if they come back, like Ian Gary's blown up now, and they come back to the to Ireland. I think all of you guys are sitting there going, here we are, we're ready to go. And they're like, right, this one, this one, this one. Get them on the card and they'll try to recreate what happened in 2014. But my thing now is, what if this is fucking huge for you, right? What if you go over and you smoke Aaron Chalmers? And I've seen, like, even I know he's beefing with James at the moment, but that guy, pretty boy Taylor, Anthony Taylor. He turned me down. He turned me down. So he turned down. So the whole, yeah, he's a little bit. So the whole thing was, the whole thing was, long story short, they actually offered me him. And uh, I, I goes, well, speak money first. You know what I mean? They told, uh, uh, so, so the whole thing was, they offered me a few people. And I just said, uh, I just said, I'll fight anybody once the money's right. That was exactly what I said. Then next of all, they're all texting me saying, oh, I heard you accepted this fight and blah. And I said, no, 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 I didn't accept any fight. I said, I'll fight anybody. But you just mentioned the money to me and then we'll take it from there. That was what I said. Um, that, that's why Norman started calling me out after he called that Keenan. was wild so that was stupid <laughs> he's stupid yeah so that's like, that was mad he called Keenan ah. on a Monday then called, told everyone I'm fighting him on the Tuesday I was like what are you talking about you bleeding donkey of a team do you know what I mean that was stupid but he, he bottled it off Keen. so that's 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 done and then the Anthony Pretty Boy thing that actually went to him he asked for James on this show James couldn't because he has a Bellator fight I said yeah sure I'll fight him 100% he said no way would I fight Kiefer in Dublin and I was like, well, uh, uh, you know what I mean? We had previous beef as well. We had shit in the past. It was like, yeah, I remember that. I was there that day in SBG when everything go, popped you know I mean? off. So yeah. He bottled it as well. And then... Uh, but he's fought Aaron, at like 185. He's fought like middleweight in boxing. I said, I'll fight anyway. I said, I'll make 77 if you want, you know, whatever. And then uh, that was that. And then the, the Aaron thing was there. And apparently he was good to go. And he asked for me. So I was like, look, it's not even about the person. It's not about the opponent for me with this boxing shit. This is not who I am. It's like, I'll fight any of these people. But you just come back to me with this amount of money, and then I'll consider it. And then they did, and I was like, "All right, here we are." <laughs> Man, I could see this. I could see this rolling into another fight here. Then, but if if this pretty boy, te- like I uh, done a Corby who's with the Mirror, is telling me this lad is making more money than he ever has in his life, and it's so like. No, I I heard about the contract he's on. Yeah, it's nice to taste him. Yeah, but uh, like, look, are you worried about that at all? Like, because because UFC is the goal, and now this could. Yeah. Sway Look, you. I'll be honest, yeah, and this this is from my own experience, and I say this to fighters all the time because they ask me for this advice all the time. When I was in Bellator, I was making really good money, but I wasn't happy. And it, it, part of me got like it hit me. It was like the money's great, but then you know the old saying, "Money's not everything." Money's very important, and I'm I'm not stupid. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a I'm a smart man. I'm a family man. You can't pay for a house with no money. You can't pay for that money. You need money. You need an income coming in. I get that. Yeah, and this is a short career. I get it. We need to make the money. But at the same time, when you have goals and you have things in your mind, I don't want to be this 60-year-old that's going around going, I could have been in the fucking UFC and I just went for the money. I don't want to do that. This is different because it's a one-fight deal. It's, it's a bag of cash and you move on and you move on from it. I didn't sign five fights. You know, Bellator, I saw in my life. I saw in for a fight fight. It was different. You know what I'm saying? And that's like two years of your life. This is just a one fight yoke. I'm still a free agent in terms of MMA. I've been offered other MMA contracts. I've torn them all down. I've said, nah, not now. It's not right. And and, and I've been offered good money. And I've still said, nah, not right now. UFC is my priority. Regardless of the money. I know people complain about the start of the contract with the UFC. And 
this and that. I don't, it's none of that concerns me. I just want to get into that fucking octagon, put them UFC gloves on, wear the Ireland kit, represent the northern city of Dublin, Ireland, Woo! walk in there and just do it. Do you know what I mean? Because I know, I know that I'll inspire a lot of other young players and young people to do this. And for someone like me, no one from the northern city has ever made it this big in combat sports ever let alone the UFC. So I want to do that to prove to myself, my community and my people that I can do it. You know what I mean? Because I know eventually I'm going to end up bumping in the gym and I'll be a coach eventually, years down the line. And I want to have that on the wall. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, a, like Paddy Houlihan now and Sean, like you look at that situation and it's like, you walk into his gym and it's like a picture of him actually on the fucking wall with the UFC shorts there with the blood on them and the gloves and it's him in the UFC. And then you meet him and you talk to him as a coach. You're gonna to have to eternally respect that. You go, you go, you've made that fucking walk, man. You've done this. You're not just a bullshit. You've done this. And then he moves on. He's coaching people to the UFC. So that's me vision and me goal, PT. And money, money will always be made. You can always make money. I can make money easier ways than doing this shit. I can open a gym now and retire if I wanted to. Yeah, but my goal is the UFC. I, see, I still see it in my head, and I have a lot left in me. So look, fingers crossed, it all just pans out with time and there. Uh, yeah, we'll just get this scrap out of the way first. Keeps me busy. It's only, listen, it's only under four weeks away too, so it's going to be a quick one, yeah? Exactly, and I think you're dead right in everything you said. Uh, you're leaving yourself open. One fight deal allows UFC to come in, allows anyone to come in with you with offers. Brendan Lochnane did this for years until he signed that deal with the PFL, went on to make a million dollars. I hope yeah. it's the UFC for you next, Kiefer. You can catch this man fighting Aaron Chalmers July 15th at the Three Arena. It's about to get very exciting for BDK, in my opinion. There's a lot going on here. I think a lot of people are going to try and keep him in this boxing world after this once they see the crowd he brings into the Three Arena. And the Irish crowd are going to really get behind him for this UFC bid too. Kiefer, an absolute pleasure. What a debut on the crack, my friend. Our yes, number's going to be through the roof. Thank Hopefully, you so much. <laughs> Great play to you, bro. Congratulations on all the stuff you're doing, by the way. It's great to see you, bro. Yeah, keep it Thanks up, very much, Keith. Right? You man. too, man. All the best. Have a great Thanks, day. Keith. See you soon, bro. Bye. Yeah, man. And great to hear from Kiefer Crosby there. Man, he seems in, in great form. And I appreciate the fact that, you know, He's being honest, like, I want to earn money here, but <laughs> I said it already, and I said it to him in the interview. I have a feeling that this is going to develop into something a lot more for him. Well, at least as an option. And in the fight game, options are brilliant because you, you get to bargain if you have an option on the table. If if a promoter, another promoter comes to him, he said, well, these guys are offering me this much, so, you know, is this the best you can do? He can play that game with every promotion under the sun, probably apart from the UFC, right? Because they know that's where he wants to go. But it's very, very interesting, dude really interesting and, and i'm glad he was so honest i asked him about did bellator obscure his path to the UFC? because this was what me and noel were saying back in the eurobash days that was our main complaint they were taking a generation of ufc hopefuls and turn them into bellator fighters and although people seem to disagree with this i've been saying this for a long time if you're in bellator it's only a very select few that will go through to the ufc and it's usually guys who have belts who have defended it for a long time who are known quantities like you know Alvarez, Chandler, guys like this before they go over there and I don't think he was matched well you know and we talked a bit about that like like guys were pulling out of fights and Kiefer the week of his fights and then they'd have to find a reserve and the reserve wouldn't be well known and he went from that to fighting like stalwarts like Leary and then on to Carcanyon so it was tough in that regard for him but you know I feel like he's in a good situation here I think he's going to be surprised with how good this boxing thing could go for him so Let's see how it all plays out. I'm actually interested. I've always got on with Aaron Chalmers as well. Um, you know, a lot of people give him a lot of shit, but he's always been a lovely lad to me. But um, 
let's see how this plays out. I have a feeling there's something here that could be a very interesting distraction for Kiefer amidst this uh, UFC pursuit. Anyway, great to have him on. A pleasure to speak to him. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Let me know what you think about it in the comments. Should have some news on the crack in the next episode. We could be getting our own feed, guys. I mean, this is a big deal. This will be fully street legit. Thank you all for all your support so far. I hope you continue to support me. Thanks to Frank. Thanks to Jordan. Thanks to the great Troy. And thanks, of course, to Kiefer. See you on Thursday. Bye-bye.